Yo, what's poppin' people? It's your boy Cass here once again for the Say Less Podcast. Thank you all for subscribing each and every day, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, Google, Podbean, wherever you get your podcast from. Shout out to Wilson Sports, shout out to the Brother Networks. And of course, shout out to our sponsors today, Truly Hard Seltzer. Shout out to Truly 13 Different Flavors, one of the best beverages you can get. Super refreshing, super light. And if you're like me and got that quarantine gut but still want to get lit, Truly hard seltzer oh, is the way to go. Oh, I get my check in. Hold on, man. Hey, 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 hey. Calm that down. Calm that down. Calm that down. <laughs> as, as you can hear, as you can hear on today's episode, I got a, a wonderful friend of mine, and he, he joins a very prestigious club as the only two-time guest of the Say Less podcast. But I'm, I'm, I, have a, I have a strong feeling there's going to be a lot more guest appearances uh, because – he is my new co-host, and everybody make some noise for the wonderful uh, Mr. Low Key of Beats One Music of Duce Palooza of my one of my best friends on the planet. We're gonna be rocking out together with the Say Less podcast from going on forth. So uh, everybody say, "Hey, what's going on, Nile? What's going on, Kazim? <laughs> Good. Was that was that was that fancy enough of an intro for you, bro? I was trying to I was trying to sauce it up a little bit. It probably did a lot of justice. I, I appreciate you throwing my accent out there, man. I want the people to know of the Say Less audience to understand who I am. Yeah, and man. That's what you do for, you know, for the culture. I'm going to tell you straight up. One of the, the funny thing is, like, I've done about, I think this would be like the 45th, 46th episode I've done. And we've had so many people on the show. But all the feedback I get, a lot of people say the episode with me and you is one of their favorites. And not even just that, like, just traffic-wise. Like the episode that me and you did together was just, you know, is, is, is one of the highest ranking episodes out there. And, I, and I've had people from all over the world, of yeah, sports and entertainment, all guests, that time. Yeah. Very, very illustrious guests. I'm proud <laughs> to be a part of that, you know, that, that family. You know, yeah, that man. Yeah, man. But you know what, man? I feel like there's, we don't get enough time to just, you know, granted the interviews are great and talking to people is great and, you know, uh, especially the times that we're in where, you know, we feel like we're kind of all spread apart, but we kind of got to get closer together because of the internet and all this type of stuff. I feel like we don't, especially on this show, I don't really get to express myself as much as I get, as much as I'd like to, you know what I mean? And a lot of that comes with having a good rapport with somebody and uh, having a good uh, partner in crime and a good co-host. And I couldn't, you know, I I had a very short list, you know what I mean? Like I I think you were my first and the only call for the co-host. <laughs> very, very immediate call. This all started, you know, yesterday. So uh, this is a very call into action process that we're. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And, and it's like, man, we had these conversations all the time. And I feel like if people just like heard what we talked about on a, on a regular basis that I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm doing, I've been doing podcasts long enough to know like, oh, okay, we got something here. So let's. Yeah. Let's 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 get it rolling, man. Let's get it rolling. There's a lot lot of stuff going on today in the news. Lots of stuff. I'm here to follow your lead, brother. Just leave. Follow my lead. All right. Well, let's let's do it, man. Well, one thing I want to talk about, obviously, it's July. Was it July 14th? Make sure yeah. make sure you, you do your taxes. Don't listen to Drake. Don't be too turned up this year that you didn't do your taxes. This shit is due right. today. Yeah, due today. Make sure you call it. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, it'll be tomorrow. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm letting them know. 
podcast thing. I'm trying yes, to yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so make sure make sure you go do them and don't be too turned up, like Drake said, to to get to the taxes. Uh, but um, the NBA bubble, yeah, lots of lots of things going on in there. The all the best players in the entire world have been flying down to the Disney Worldwide Wide World of Sports. I'm sorry, in Orlando, Florida. Uh, some media members are down there. Um, obviously, coaches, everybody getting ready to restart the NBA after uh, the league was halted after the COVID-19 outbreak and epidemic. But they're not the only people getting ready to go down to the bubble. Uh-huh. You know who else is going down there, Lo? What's going on there? The Groovies. Oh. <laughs> yes. I forgot about them. Yes. You can't forget about the Groovies because, honestly, it was, it was the elephant in the room that nobody was talking about for, for a long time. Granted, like, the world is falling apart and, like, all right, we got a lot of uh, – we got this disease going on and we got, you know, a lot of social injustice and, like, is it right to play – and do we play whenever we hold on? Let me let me crack open my truly before we get we get started. Hold crack on. Open, crack I'm gonna crack, crack, crack open my whole Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to the sponsors. Um, you there's the the social justice going on. There is uh, uh the disease going on, and people debating whether they want to play or should they play. Is it right or it's wrong? We're asking a lot of these NBA players, okay? You're pretty much asking these these NBA players to risk their health and the health of their families potentially to not only make money for this league and entertain us, but to eventually crown an NBA champion. And, you know, if you've been following uh, – do you follow NBA Bubble Life on Twitter? I've been following all of it. NBA Bubble Life on Twitter. Shout out to whoever put that Twitter account together. He's doing the Lord's work. So, like, we see, it seems like grown, it seems like grown man camp, right? Like, it's, it's, they're, they're fishing and they're, they're shotgunning beers. JJ Reddick shotgunning beers with Myers yeah. Leonard. And, and you got, uh, you know, who else? They're playing golf and showcasing the, the food that they get. Yeah, the, we, we, we get in the plates, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to, uh, to Matthias Thibel of the Philadelphia 76ers. He's got, like, a, a dope-ass uh, vlog that he started on his YouTube page. But, like, amongst all this grown man activity, we're thinking, like, all right, they can't have their families around. They can't have their wives around. You know what I mean? Like, they, you got to be double, triple, quadruple, centuple checked before you get into the bubble and, and sitting there for 14 days, at what point does a grown man, a grown man's got needs, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and a grown man, especially these NBA players, we know a couple of them, you know a couple of them. Like, they got, they got needs, man. Like, and, and, and it's not just to make it seem like it's just them. Like, every man has needs. Telling them to go into a, 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 the worldwide, the Disney wide world of sports, in Orlando for about three months with nothing but their players, their teammates, their coaches, and the media, and not have any sort of release <laughs> during this entire time. That's asking a whole lot. I mean, like, I, at the end of the day, you know, I don't want to sound too PC or whatever, but it's like one You ain't got to be PC. This is, this is my no, show. We can go. Disclaimer, but it's like, you know, sometimes people got to be saved. Sometimes people got to put their needs to the side. And I understand, like you just said, that a grown man has their needs. Everyone has their needs. But what we're going through right now has not been seen, has not been experienced, has not been, you know, delved into. So it's like guys got to kind of, you know, move with precaution. You understand? Right. I, 
they have never been in this kind of situation. So we're trying to figure out the best way to be safe and the best way to fit our needs. Now, right. I'm not saying I do it. But, I, I <laughs> but get you it. understand. <laughs> I get it. You know, yeah. and, and luckily, because we're just kicking things off and the, and the season starts in about two weeks, they're being safe now. When it right. comes to August, September, you know, the shade room and Bossip is going to be pretty active. <laughs> it's already starting. It's already starting. I seen some shorty. I don't know what her name was. Yet. I haven't seen any stories yet. I don't know what her name was, but some girl popped up on Twitter and said, uh, LOL, already got the fly out for Orlando. I don't think that bubble's going to last. And first off, my first thing is like, yo, if you get in the fly out, and you know that thing is locked down like Fort Knox. First of all, why are you tweeting about it? Like, hush up. Like, be quiet. Like, you got to – that's one thing. Another thing is we already got NBA players like Rashawn Holmes uh, for the Sacramento Kings who had to go back into quarantine for 14 days because he went to get some Uber Eats. Like, he stepped Bro. out the bowl <laughs> to get some food. Wait it out. Right. So, it's like, yo, they are not messing around, Bro. And I don't think you're just going to sneak all into a, a bubble full of millionaires and billionaires to, you know what I mean, get a nut. Like, I don't think it's going to work out. I don't think it's going to be that easy. Honestly, it could be the August Alcina rule, right? All <laughs> What's the August Alcina rule? August Alcina rule is that shit with him and Jada happened four to five years ago, right? Right. Bro, just hold it down. Yeah, yeah. Wait till, wait till the niggas are back in the arenas. Wait till you can sit with the wives and, and the kids and shit. Wait till all that shit is done and then come out with your stories. We don't need a tweet, an Instagram story about how you sitting on Epcot Center because <laughs> some random nigga from the Bucks decided to get brave with it. Hold that shit down. Tell it in a tell-all book when you get a chance. Sit That's what I'm saying. I'm like, ain't you... Shut You're up. fumbling the book bag right now, man. Oh, like, shut up. I don't care who it's with. It could be with anybody. It could have been LeBron. It could have been Russell. <laughs> it could have been Harden. It could have been fucking the most random nigga on the Sixers. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Then hit the, the media streams, hit the media platforms, and reveal how you done ran through the Kings, and then you, <laughs> you went to another bubble and ran through the Bucks. Then you went to another bubble and fucked up some niggas' playoff hopes. Don't say it. <laughs> Four niggas even step on the fucking court. Like, where's the cool that? All right, let me. I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll get. I have to get a little diabolical. Then let's get diabolical. Right, talk to talk to if you're an intense competitor, right? We hear stories back in the day. We just watched the last, the last dance with Michael Jordan yeah, yeah, in yeah. Utah, and they're sending him pizzas and shit. Pizzas that were compromised with like ten people, twelve people. Five if you were ultimate competitor. You on the L.A. Clippers. <laughs> Playoff contender. Playoff contender. Finals contender, possibly. You know what I mean? You going against the L.A. Lakers. That's your biggest competition probably out west. Right. Would you send a, how can I put this lightly, compromised female <laughs> into the bubble right? to specifically make sure a player test positive for Corona, so they have to sit out 14 days. Now it's there's a whole level, new level of gamesmanship. Now you know what I mean. It's almost like drawing. It's like drawing an offensive foul. Like it's cheap, but it's part of the rules, right? Let me, like let me, let me say this. Let me say this. 
the world is a sick place to be in. <laughs> the world is a sick place. Future has said it. You hate to see it. But I would not be mad if Kawhi Leonard <laughs> sent one of the baddest bitches from West Hollywood over to that Lakers bubble, and you know who's going to bite, and I'm not going to say. <laughs> if I was Kawhi Leonard, I was Kawhi Leonard, I would tell the girl, text me a ha-ha laugh. <laughs> Let me know you have landed on the mothership to know that I have achieved the goal of goals. And you're oh, not just doing it for the Clippers. Yeah. You're doing it for the entire West Coast. You're conference. doing it for the franchise, man. You're like the franchise is number one in the world title. How many niggas do not want to see LeBron get this chip? <laughs> how, many, how many people, and I'm not saying you would send it to LeBron, but there's a lot of young niggas on that team. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot. I'm going to leave it at that. I'll put it like this. What would Michael Jordan do? What would Michael Jordan do? I'll tell you this. If social media was around during when uh, The Last Dance was filmed from, like, 92 <laughs> to 98. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. All we're getting, all we're getting is, you know what I mean, is the classic game of telephone. Like, we watched The Last Dance, and it was incredible to see and hear stories of, like, Michael Jordan taking, like, Jeff Hornacek golfing in the middle of the finals, you know what I mean? Rob like, like Rob, you know, niggas money, right? Like either, either teammates or, or opponents. And now like, if you go to watch like any sort of, uh, any sort of, uh, 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 talking head show. And it's like, Oh my gosh, like LeBron James, he's so buddy, buddy with all these people. And with clutch sports, like he's this conflict of interest and yada, yada, yada. It's crazy to me to think that somebody is there. Somebody in there is not is not thinking about this. Somebody in there is not like. Granted, you're not gonna act like if you win this title, there's an asterisk on it, or you know, unless like some top player, or MVP, or a All NBA type of player didn't participate because of coronavirus. That feels like that's the only way that that championship will have some sort of asterisk, right? So, like I said, what would Jordan do if Jordan. you had the opportunity? If you had the opportunity to either go against your top competition, or you are such a cutthroat competitor, mentally, you know what I mean? Because now it's a mental game. I feel like everybody in that bubble, ninety percent of it is mental because it's like you're away from your family. It, 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 you're, you're in, I guess, for them, meager conditions. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, know, you don't get to go back to your mansion and with your butlers yeah. and all that type of stuff. It's, it's straight up AAU ball. It's like you're back, you're back on, the, on, the, on the travel scene playing, you know, watching games, and there's games going on all day long. Like, it's straight up AAU ball. Right. Is it gamesmanship or is it cheap? I don't know. But I've been thing thinking is, about it. The, the, the technical aspect of competition and – the the rule of thumb with how people communicate and treat each other in that league has changed immensely from right. the early 80s to what it is now. And I think that there are some di- diabolical players, like you just explained, that <laughs> would use that type of method to throw people off their game, throw people off their routine. And I think... I'll be I honest. Think, I think some of that stuff might transpire... Not, it's not going to say between who. Right. But I think the niggas are in heat to get this chip. 
and they will go by, they will go the distance to make sure that chip is secured. Yo, I might, I might get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. People forget. I mean, I don't think people forget. I think people revere it now. But, you know, Kobe was a maniacal competitor. Like, I don't want to say Kobe would do that. I don't think Kobe would do it. <laughs> but I think, I think it would cross Michael his mind. Would. <laughs> like, I think Michael would. I don't yeah. want to say Kobe would ever say But uh, here's the thing. I think, Kobe, I think Kobe is so – and God rest his soul. I love Kobe. The greatest – one of the greatest of all time. I think Kobe is – such a maniacal competitor is that like he wanted you at his best you know what i mean like he wanted you at your best he, didn't, he never wants it he never wants to feel like anything he got was cheap or he cheapened the game like his all if you listen to a lot of his speeches he was always like you know the reason why i feel like i can i can go so hard against everybody is because i never skip steps like i love the process of everything so i don't even think i mean granted it's an incredible time to live in where there's a strong possibility that somebody's going to win an NBA championship that in many fans eyes may feel like it, it was either unfair or not all the way earned because of what was going on. Then you have those other people that are like, yo, this actually, this championship might actually mean more because you've had to overcome all these things going on in the world and being away from your family and all that type of stuff. And I truly believe that, the mental aspect of being able to stay quarantined, stay away from people, stay clean, make sure you're, you're doing everything you need to do. Like Giannis said it in, a, in, a, in the interview, in the first like interview before, he was like, I don't think this championship is going to have an asterisk at all because now it really, it really is a test of like, yo, how bad do you really want this? Like it wasn't even a question for him of, of going into Disney World. He's like, how bad do you really want it? And I feel like that's a great point, but like, I mean, to add on to that point, when you put it on paper, like there's two ways you can put it on paper. You put it on paper and say, like you just said, everything is stacked against you. You mm-hmm. have to be mentally prepared. You have to stay physically conditioned. You have to keep the routine. You have to block out everything that's going on, right? right. Then again, when you put it on another piece of paper, you're like, we had a break. You know, we took a long, it's like an extended all-star break. Right, right. right? Extended summer break. And so now it's like, oh, now we're restarting. Now we're, we're not in the groove of the season. We're not, you know, we're, we're not doing the things that we would normally do. So right. you can look at it through two lenses. It just depends on which lens you're going to look at it through. Statistically, the stats guys are going to look at it as a, an asterisk. Yeah. Uh, and, a, and, 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 and that's and, the problem either. I don't think, in a weird way, I don't think, I don't think it's a bad asterisk. I think this is obviously a different time. I almost feel like, you know, remember going back in the day, like 40, 50, 60 years ago, if you read like old stats, they'll say like, oh, this was before integration or this is before the world war or this is before that. Like these are life changing, world changing experiences that we're going through right now. Of course, no one's going to look at this championship earned in the same lens as 60 or 70 past NBA championships that have been crowned before. Right. Like it's, it's just, it's just impossible. So with that being said, it's one of the, it's, it's really, it's really odd. Like I almost feel like taking it back to the groupies, like that is 
an incredible mental toll to take on a lot of people. Like we've never, a lot of these players, a lot of these athletes have probably never gone this long (laughs) without any sort of stimulation from a female. Without any, not supposed to be fucking before a game, too. I mean, I know people who do it faithfully. <laughs> like, I know pro athletes that fuck before games, before fights. Like, that you is think, their right, medicine. It's going to take a toll on them because they're not getting their ritual. They're not work. getting their ritual, man. That's like, even if it's game. even if it's after a game, like even you if you drop fifty, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, what are you gonna do? Go back home? Go back to your hotel? And play I mean, 2K? All, listen, all I can say to you is this. Pornhub is still free. <laughs> videos are but still yo, free. for a lot of NBA athletes, you know what Pornhub is to them? What? A shopping list. <laughs> Pornhub is a shopping list to a lot of NBA players. It shaves off the guilt. It shaves off the trouble. Right. And it shaves off the distraction. What you're saying makes complete 100% sense. Trust me. Right, right. I know. A lot of athletes, though. Go ahead. But I'm just saying, in this current state of life, in this current state of movement, in this current state of existence, sometimes you just got – it's like being in a relationship. You just got to fucking compromise. You just got to eat it. You got to compromise. You got to take that on the chin, bro. You got – and I know you can't release on the chin like you used to. (laughs) Brother, for the sake of your city, for the sake of your franchise, oh, keep your man. ass in that bubble, fire up the Wi-Fi, tell your teammate to go fishing for about 30 minutes. <laughs> I got to my guy. And I know you can I don't think I don't think they're roommates. I don't think they're shared rooms. I think Whatever every... the case is. Whatever the case is. <laughs> fucking compromise, bro. Just, just give me, yo. It's July to what? Like when the playoffs start? What October, September? Uh, no, I want to. I want to say like late August or late August, I think. Right. So what? You got a month and a half, maybe mm. at best. Take a compromise, bro. This, this. Uh, I'm, I'm not an uh, NBA player, so I don't know the the rules and I don't know the the, the temperament. Right. I'm just, just keep it keep it cool for a minute, man. For all those players out there in the bubble and the struggle, man, I'm I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Um. Came through TMZ just a few moments ago. Uh, Tory Lanez arrested, packing that heat with uh, apparently um, Megan Thee Stein was in the car with her, with him. And conspicuous by her absence was, was Kylie Jenner, uh, who happened to all be on the on the same Instagram story just a few moments later. Uh, from what I'm reading, I think there were there were shots fired a few miles away from. The hotel or, or wherever they, they were staying at. They, they were in a house in the hills. In a, they were in a, in a mansion in the hills. And okay. There was an argument. I think Tori had gotten to an argument, or people with Tori had gotten mm-hmm. to an argument. They sped off, whatever, and shots were fired a, a couple miles away from the mansion. Okay. And then when the cops had stopped them, they searched the car and they found the gun. And I believe Megan was in the car with a glass uh, cut on her foot, mm. which is this is what I read. Okay. Like, this is what I read, which is why she ended up in the hospital. Oh, wow. So you think, so what do you think happened? Was there an I, argument? I don't know. That's, that's, that's the beautiful thing about it. I don't know, one, why she cut her foot. Uh, I mean, her, if I could play forensics de- the defense mm-hmm. for a minute, I mean, 
I'm 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 thinking maybe somebody shot at the car, glass breaks, glass gets into the foot or or inside the car and something gets. I'm gonna play CSI for a minute. I'm thinking that maybe the argument that ensued, yeah, uh, probably included the foot injury. Yeah. Then they leave because they said shots were fired in the air and not at the vehicle. Mm. So I'm thinking that whatever happened between the argument and the shots was maybe she left the house party. Maybe there was a fight or maybe there was an argument. She might have stepped on some shit when she right, right. in the car with him. And then when the cops found them, her her uh, her foot was cut. Now, this is all this is my conspiracy theory. This is not right. me. Yeah, this these this isn't like a police report. This is we're just we're just uh putting pieces together here. Um, yo, so it's like, man, it, it kind of Tory don't need this, man. <laughs> Tory really don't need this, bro. Like, as quarantine, quarantine radio, deal with MTV, YouTube concert series. Um, just being an overall person, a, a newly developed overall personality. Seems like one of the most charismatic dudes in the game right now. You know what I and mean? I'm like not a fan of that man's music whatsoever. Really? I, I'm no, no. Yo, music. fuck with Tori? I like that. Oh, you tripping. You missing out. You not missing five, out. Not five foot three, 120. No, you no. You missing no. out, yo. Brand new whip just hopped in. Uh, no, I, 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 I like bro for a minute. <laughs> And I like what he did on Jack Harlow's uh, "What's Poppin'" remix. Bodied that. Bodied it. I like yeah. what he. I like when he raps, but the uh, the screechy R and B melodies that he puts mm. together is not. It's not for me. Mm. Sorry. Low. You you're missing out, bro. I'll tell you this. I was on your side. I was one of those people who wasn't really like a Tory Lanez fan when he first came out because I thought he was just the guy who. Um, capitalize off of just like sampling a lot and just like retooling or retweaking songs that I already like. So I always, I always kind of grade those kind of artists on the curve. Cause I feel like all, all you're doing is just playing a song for me that I already like just in a different way. It's and like, you know, like that lazy. Yeah. Like I, did, it, I just funny on that shot. Was it the shot shot? The chicks tape five chicks tape. Yeah. Yeah. Came out of his pocket to pay all those fucking sample fees. All those, like, all that shit. And it's just like, bro, like, you're talented. And I know he's talented. Like, right. it's not going to be true. I know he's but, talented. But, I mean, I, I, respect, I respect the strategy for it because, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't anybody. He really didn't have a name for a while. I mean, he knew he was known in Toronto. Right, but, bro. I mean, we didn't really hear about him until, like, you know, like, Say It mm-hmm. came out. And, you know, those are, a lot of the songs that I heard from, about him or from him uh, leading up to him kind of, like, blowing up in this quarantine era – was basically just songs I already heard before, just with his little twang on it. Because <laughs> what he's doing is, you know, he's reminding and reminiscing on the songs that we grew up to love, mm. artists that we loved and fucked with, sampling those records, you know, love what he did with the Ashanti shit, love what he did with the T-Pain record. Um, he's done a lot of, you know, remakes and, you know, helped other artists get the streams. And, like, I'm, I'm cool for all that. I love that. Right, right. I, I think he's more talented. I think he's talented enough to give us original content and uh, laying off the remakes for his next album or whatever project he's coming up with next would, would help a lot just for more of him as a solo artist, just him as a creative. I feel like, I feel like he's, uh, he's, he's in a, he's in a, he's in a very unique space right now when it comes to music, right? Like he's somebody who, you know, 
there's not a lot of people who have really capitalized, especially musicians who have really capitalized on not being able to perform live for the foreseeable future. Right. He kind of set out that blueprint and it's always those people who set out the blueprint for something that kind of like lit out the, you know, that, that put out the, the sort of map that everybody sort of follows that end up doing incredible things. And granted that quarantine has kind of been what it is relaxed lately. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like a lot of people are just kind of starting to get back to the normal lives. Um, Tori's kind of, like you said, he's laid the blueprint because a lot of people, a lot of artists per se have gotten on the IG live thing and the interview stuff and have turned themselves like, look at Wayne. I'm sure Wayne did the piece off of his blueprint. I never in a million years think thought Lil Wayne to be in media, bro. I never thought in a a million years. But Fat Joe, with his show, getting interviews. Swiss now doing the Zone Radio. Yeah. You know, um, who else? You know, I mean, Quest. You know, they've been doing it. Fucking uh, be nice. You know, on our IG Live. And there's know. almost there's, there's almost a, a a a charm to Wayne's show though because you can tell that motherfucker that really doesn't check for anybody. There's there's an there's an obvious innocence in Wayne's interview character or interview personality, and yeah. I feel like it's suiting him more than it's suiting us because you've never seen Wayne publicly engage with artists as much as he has in the last month. Like right. he's had Jay, 50, uh, you know, political figures, sports yeah. figures, you know, that's, that's dope to see. I, it's dope, dope to see, but there's always been, man, and shout out to Rick Ross. Cause he, he, he always goes hard for this. Like you, you always, you kind of feel like Wayne should be doing more. No, like I feel like, okay. What aspect? I mean, in the, in the aspect is like, bro, at one point, there was literally nobody on the planet bigger than Lil Wayne. Right. Like, there's a lot. I mean, there's people that might be listening to this that are, you know, 2000s babies that truly don't understand how big Lil Wayne was at one point. Right. That motherfucker would. What the hell is that? Anyway. Can you hear that? I don't know. I saw you look. I don't know what you were looking at. Oh, no. I just heard, like, uh, some some drilling or whatever. Um, hold on. So let me pause this. Let me let me make sure. Let me see what. All right. Sorry about that. Well, apparently, people decided right now is a great time to start drilling in front of my house. So I took it down. You know who it is, though, right? Who? Homeboy across the street looking for that computer. <laughs> Probably me. Well, I, I, was, trying, I was too much of an inside joke. I, I ain't trying to indict you, but, bro. Don't, don't, don't get me indicted. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, yo, I've been sitting with that story, man. I've been They're coming for me ever. first. They're coming for me bro, you first, You're going to be first man. on that list. It's going to be like, get out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're coming for your ass. You know, they, take, they take years to build Fed cases. So, Oh, yeah. They're like, man. Very weary about that one. I still got like a sore thumb in my neighborhood. They're like, there's a nigga over here. I'm out. <laughs> um, that nigga Brent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I was, I was saying, you know, Lil Wayne, I feel like, I'll, I'll say, okay, for people who may not remember or just kind of sort of remember, they don't really understand how big Wayne was at one point, right? Like, at, at this point, I mean, going platinum in a week, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, building young money, mm-hmm. having classic albums. He was the rare case of rock star plus... Uh, commercial success plus household name plus he can bar you up plus like 
he had a lot of influence. You know what I mean? Like, he can be on guest records with Nelly and be on guest records with uh, Ozzy Osbourne. You know what I mean? Like, he was ubiquitous with music. You know what I mean? Like, he was it. And can't help but think of, you know, Rick Ross songs talking about how Birdman and Pusha T songs talking about how Cash Money and Birdman kind of like, you know, fucked them over. Kind of messed them up. Like, I feel like, I mean, granted, I feel like, you know, Wayne is Wayne. To me, he's a legend regardless. Like, he's one of those guys that I'm always going to I'm always going to go up for because from from the 2000s to 2010 and even a little bit beyond that, nobody was bigger than him. Not, not, not even a question. You don't even you, you don't get Drake with him. No, not at all. Yeah. You don't get Drake. You don't get Nicki. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't get half of the Cash Money catalog or mm-hmm. the latter part of it. Um, and you don't get the the auto tune. I mean, you do get it, but you don't get a style. You don't get Young Thug. Yeah, maybe. he's he's an influencer on top of that. You know, what I mean, like you don't get Same. the Thugs, the Uzis, the Gunners, yeah. the Twenty Ones. Yeah. Like you don't get a whole yeah. class. Like all these. This entire class of, of rappers that have dropped, even Juice for like a lot of these guys, they're all Wayne's sons. And all you, of them. you kind of feel like he should be man. I mean, it goes back to it goes back to him even saying, or even his counterpart saying, about how much of a bubble he lives in. Yeah. And, given and you can the tell. Fact, yeah, and you can tell. But given the fact of how he's come up, who he's been around, mm-hmm. the success that he's garnered. Mm-hmm. The influence that he's caused, uh, the change in tone and music and style and look and visual aspect. I'm not surprised by him having that whole idea of the He's world got the Eminem revolves. thing going on. Yeah, right? the like, world revolves around me. Yeah. So if it's not if it's not instantly or directly in my box, it does not concern me. Right. And, so a, small, and a big part of that I, I, I respect. Yeah, but at the yeah, same time, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like Wayne, you look at a lot of his counterparts of similar age, right? Like, uh-huh. look at guys like Ludacris. Look at guys like, uh, my gosh, uh, well, T.I. Look at guys yeah, like, uh, you know, all those guys that kind of came or, or, or were really hot around the same time, they've all kind of leveled up to a way where, like, you don't really expect albums from them, but they are like cultural like figures like within the community, whether it's through movies, whether it's through TV shows, whether it's through something. You know what I mean? And politics, like sports. And I guess you could say Wayne for sports, but at the same time, it's like somewhat wrong there. You could tell. Like, well, there's, a certain, there's a certain business savvy that the two artists you just named, Luda and T.I., have one grew um since their birth in hip hop. Mm-hmm. And I think it also pertains to the people that have been around them. You look at, you know, T.I. who's had Jason Jeter around right. them. And then you look at Luda who's had, you know, Shaka Zulu and Jeff Dickerson around them. Does that uh, speak a lot to Birdman though? Because Birdman's supposed to be unfortunately it does. Unfortunately it does. Because I'm sure that, you know, Shaka and Luda have had conversations of like this music thing is not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. So our plays have to be set up years in advance. Mm-hmm. T.I., Luda and T.I. both got into movies, both got into investments, mm-hmm. both got into different aspects that still pertain to their voice and, and their cities. And 
kept their names and catapulted their names in different portions of life. Right. Wayne was just a musical guy who just wanted the music aspirations and the accolades and he got them. And it doesn't help that, you know, he's been under contract with cash money since he was a teenager and he's got to put out albums every single year or else like, you know, it's, Man, it's, go, it's, 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 a gift, it's a gift and a curse. Go it's, listen it's, to Idols Become Rivals, man. Go listen to it's, Idols you Become mind Rivals. Your, you mind your business, but you're not minding your business. Right. If that makes sense. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Luda and T.I. minded their business and minded their business because you can see on their rap sheet of the businesses that they've done and that they're doing. Restaurants, mm. movies. T.I. is now teaching a course at Clark Atlanta or will be teaching a course at Clark Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Chris is, you know, funding a program. I, I want, don't quote me. I think it's, you know, for, uh, you know, technology with kids that I, you know, we'll fact check it later, but right. it just speaks to those things that Wayne could have uh, and maybe should have done, but did not have the business acumen, acumen to your point of Birdman being his sole business provider. I mean, there's that, there is, you know, the, the 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 drug abuse. There's a lot of things in in Wayne's life that kind of makes you think, like, damn. I feel like you kind of you, you squeezed all the juice out of him until you know what I mean. At there an was, early age, though, you got to look at that. He shit was too. a teenager, bro. Like, come on, man. Like, when you have that kind of run, yeah, and you barely have anyone saying no to you. That dog, even little Bow Wow, bro. Like. Bow Wow's got like a very successful show that he's an executive producer and he's been acting. He's been, he's, he's, I feel like he's got it more together than Wayne does right now. Even though I love the show. I love the show on Apple Music. I think that is dope. I I never thought I'd see him becoming like a media talent, uh, but I think it suits him because of his, uh, I want to say bashfulness to anything else. Like he's, he truly does approach everything kind of like, Oh wow, really? Like oh like he really is in his own world. You know what I'm saying? So and at the same time, he has a certain sort of cachet that can get him conversations with people that Well that's in that Elliot I was about to bring that point up. Skip Bayless bring that point up too. But it's just like a guy like Lil Wayne, you never would think would have a personality where it would garner conversations from Dr. Dre. Right. But because of what he's layered in this game and the bricks that he's put down and the foundation that he's built, you can't deny a conversation. You can't deny being in the same vicinity with a little wing. Like it's just, mm. you'd be dumb to be like, nah, I don't want to talk to Wayne. Like what? Yeah, All the it's like, he would have, like, of course. There's, there's a, there's a small part of his mystique that's, that's still there. So when Wayne does something like even that's how big Wayne, like people don't understand like, yo, Wayne's super mega peak was Damn, they're over 10 years ago, and he's still kind of relevant. You know and what I mean? he's still getting on, like, a Jack Harlow record. It's right. Like, right. Like, really? And still acting as if this is 2008. Yeah, like, two, we're, we're 12 2007 years to 2010, Little Wayne was as Are big a run. Yes. Was as big a run that I've seen in hip-hop history. Anybody. I'll put his run up against any. One, because not only did he have the commercial success, not only did he have the mainstream popularity, but he put mixtapes in a place that set the precedent for the streaming era. 
You know what I mean? Like where we all are right now, where everybody gets everything on Spotify, Apple, all this stuff. There was time where the best music being made wasn't found in Sam Goody, wasn't found in Virgin, wasn't found anywhere. It was found either on Dat Piff or it was found on Mixtape Kings or my mixtapes. You heard that new Two Dope Boys? <laughs> now, nah, right? Not right. Yeah. <laughs> All those places, man. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's, he's, he laid the groundwork for, for today's era of streaming. Like, they've made rules. He's like Allen Iverson. He's like the Allen Iverson of music. You know what I he's mean? Like, laid, he's laid the groundwork of music consumption. I'll say that. Right. He's, he's, I, I say he's the Allen Iverson of music because they literally put rules in the game that were created because of him that the entire world of that world had to acknowledge. Has, has had to acknowledge and live by to this day, even if they don't it's, realize oh, yo, bro, it. It's almost right. Even if they don't it's, realize it. It's almost like Wayne... And I'll probably get killed for this, but it's the first episode, so why not? Uh, <laughs> it's it's almost like, and it's, I'm not comparing. I'm just looking at like through a lens of influence. It's almost like a civil rights thing. Okay. Like civil rights was put in place to offset rules that America had put in for Black people, you right? Polit- political laws coming on. I'm just trying to make a comparison. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so now you're looking at it like, okay, we have to follow these guidelines for these types of like people of color. Right. So now when you have Wayne come in the game, the industry itself is looking at him like, oh, the consumption and the output of music has to change because if the biggest star in the game is doing this, right. there are going to be artists that are going to follow suit because he's already a household multi-platinum name when he's doing this. Mm-hmm. So if this kid is doing this now, what's the next five to 10 years going to look like when he's set in stone and he's done, what are they going to look like? What are they going to In addition do? to that, the, the volume of music he was putting out too. You know what I mean? Like now we're at a point where you've kind of had to supersede everything that goes with the distribution of music, right? Like right. you see people putting out songs that are a minute and a half long only right. because that is the minimum amount of time that they can put a song out that it could count as a stream so you have, you put 32 minute songs in an album, you know what I mean? Every click is a stream. Mm-hmm. You get 700,000 plays or 400,000 plays. Congratulations. You have a gold album. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and there's no way to even calculate that if Wayne isn't putting out triple disc misc tapes on that piff or like fucking. And now- Yo, and now they're putting those tapes on an Apple, a title, a yep. Spotify. And that and that's a result of Wayne's work ethic and Wayne challenging industry rules. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think there's not too many I mean, fifty is the the introduction to that. hmm Um, well, mixtape DJs and you know, fifty, uh, you know, you gotta shout out Who Kid, you know, Green Lantern, Big Mike, Tape Masters Inc., Drama, Clue, all those guys. Yep, yep. Drama took the bullet for a lot of people. Right, a lot of people. But then <laughs> yeah. Wayne took the bullet for the artists. Right. And then now you look at, like you just said, these albums that come out, these songs that come out are a minute, 32 minutes. And now these albums that are coming out with 25 songs that no song exceeds three minutes. <laughs> like you to me, it's, it's still wild to see 20 to 25 song albums that last 80 minutes. 
<laughs> How's that even possible? Like, it's not, it, 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 we don't have we don't have three bar songs no more. I mean, three we don't have three verse songs no more. We don't have hooks. We don't have bridges. We have it's a, it's a verse coming in, a hook. And maybe a mumble thirty second output, <laughs> and, get, and it's still hot shit out, <laughs> and, it, and it works, and it, and works, it works, man. Yeah, it works, it works, so for works. better or worse, man, you gotta you gotta give Wayne credit for that, and that's a reason why I feel like he should, you know, be in a different position, man. I feel like he's kind of had to take the uh, take take that 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 stake in the heart for a lot of people in the industry. But I like yeah, I like what he's doing. I like what he's doing right now. I like Love the fact show. that he's bringing himself out in an uncomfortable space. Uh, he has said some, you know, controversial things about the whole Black Lives Matter and the cops. And That's the beauty of podcasts, though. That's the beauty of podcasts. You say something controversial. You're gonna, you're gonna learn soon, Lo. You say something controversial. You know what I mean? It brings people. I'm people people get bro. people get shook up for a couple. I, I've been here. I've been here a couple times. So we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll walk you through this. People say, here's something controversial. If it's on a podcast, people who listen to podcasts like. Probably like okay, I'm sure there's some context to this. Yeah, they pull you in, and then now you're stuck. Now you got to listen, and then once you get to listen, it's like oh, okay, this isn't what he meant, or oh my god, this is way worse than than the headline. You know what I mean? Like right, 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 the right, beauty right. of it is, it's not headline, and and that's the reason why a lot of artists were were turned, and a lot of you know celebrities have been turned off from the media for so long is because they take one headline or one quote and run with it without giving proper context. And the beauty of podcasts is that it's all context. Right? Bro, I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, and I know this is probably going to happen. Uh, the headline's going to read, this is what the headline's going to read. Uh, Low-key compares Little Wayne's mixtape <laughs> run to civil rights. <laughs> <laughs> and I You're going to be on a red table talk? I know it's going to go. They're going to have know- these Bro, they're gonna have you on the grapevine. Like, oh my god! (laughs) Oh my god! Joe Budden gonna put you on his IG live, like, like Loki compares mixtape run to civil rights, and it's no dickhead. (laughs) If you listen to the full clip, I'm not comparing it. I'm saying it's kind of in the same vein of how he changed, yeah, and helped curate a different type of movement and and a different type of style of living when it comes to music. For people who may not catch that, he's saying... If I'm wrong, you catch. You got to keep me honest. If I'm wrong, I, I, you got to tell me. I, that's what I'm here for. I, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. What Lowe is trying to say is similar to civil rights. For a lot of progress to be made, there's a lot of sacrifice. That's mm-hmm. either in time or sacrifice in people. Lowe is comparing Wayne's sacrifice as an artist and... The, the the complete, the sheer volume of music he's put out and what led to the streaming era so civil rights leaders and guys like Malcolm and Martin. What they did for their people. What they did for their specific cause. The specific cause. Nobody is saying hip-hop and streaming music is just as important as civil rights. Nobody's I'm not, saying I'm not, that. No, that's not, that was not my message. Saying I'm saying the easiest way to enter your understanding of what Wayne did for the industry is somewhat comparable to what Malcolm and the civil rights leader did for us as black men and women coming up. He's a after. martyr. A martyr for what? For right. what? For, was a pivot. for lack of a better term. He was a pivot and a pillar for, yes. the, for the music industry. That's all I was trying to say. But, you know, whatever. 
Put me on Grapevine. Put me on Bossa. <laughs> what would the Bossa headline boss head be? The boss, oh, my God. Bearded, booed up boy. Bearded, booed up, low, low, un, low IQ, uninformed. <laughs> like, come on, guys. And I know niggas at Bossa, so y'all yeah, niggas can reach out to me and get a quote. Fucking, yeah, like, man. come on, don't do me like that. Give me a couple weeks until you start going in on me. Just oh, give me, my God. I'm trying give to us, do this the best way I can. Give us a chance. Give us a chance. Low. You're you're a diehard New York Giants fan. To the death, baby. It's like a bad death. To the death. Uh, one of your greatest, uh, one of your greatest players of the decade, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, dropped a YouTube video this week. Well, today, and he had special guests on the show, Mm -hmm. uh, Todd Gurley, uh, and one Cam Newton. Couple questions here, man. It was it was a pretty interesting show, pretty interesting uh, conversation. And uh, you know, I've been I've been I've been really getting a lot of inspiration from these Cam Newton videos because mm-hmm. I've always found I always root. It's, I'm a Jets fan. It's but, hard for me to root for the Patriots, and I'm still not going to root for them. But people who go through adversity. I always have like a soft spot for them. I always have like, you know, I always want to see them do well. You know what I mean? And I love that Cam Newton isn't shying away from it. I love that every Instagram video he's talking about how people doubted him, left him for dead, yada, yada, yada. Like he came out straight like, yo, like I felt extremely disrespected that all these players that were either older than me or more injured than me or not as good as me we're getting signed before me, which goes against everybody's, every single pundit's, you know, thoughts on right. why Cam Newton wasn't signed, right? When you're seeing people like, you know, uh, uh, all these garbage-ass backup quarterbacks who couldn't throw their way out of a barn getting, getting signed, and you hear all these things like, oh, well, maybe Cam Newton's asking for too much money. Or, oh, well, maybe Cam Newton's uh, not, uh, not uh, you know, healed yet. Or, oh, well, he's a headache. And, oh, well, you don't need this in the locker room. You don't need that in the locker room. Da-da-da-da-da. And it waits until the most successful franchise, probably mm-hmm. in football history at this point. I would say ever. The most successful ever. franchise in football history with the most successful head coach in football yeah. history is like, We'll take them. You know what I mean? Um, that's not what I'm asking you about that. One thing I'm asking you is uh, Odell Beckham. He got mm-hmm. he got injured. Uh, yeah. and, and he was talking about, I guess him and Cam Newton were like comparing injuries. And, you know, a lot of people thought Cam was done and, and, and finished. And when Odell was playing for the Giants, he had a pretty bad ankle injury. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he mentioned that he contemplated a retirement at a very young age. Like he was ready to hang him up. And, you know, he felt that uh, the, the, it wasn't the right time and, and the fans kind of kept them going. And it was everything – what I found really interesting is the one thing that kept him going was the one thing that he was criticized for the most. And that was, you know, Odell, go, do the whip dance. Come on, we need to see that. You know what I mean? Like, and everybody – all the pundits and all, like, the old school, you know – Chalky, white, dirt, poor, dirt, old football heads that can't stand it. You know what I mean? And Cam was telling him, like, listen, man, I've I've been watching you since LSU and yada, yada, yada. Like, yo, like, you do that. 
Like, you got to do that. Like, the NFL needs that. Like, people need that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're a Giants fan. You've watched probably every single Odell Beckham Jr. game in in the Giants uniform. What are your what were your thoughts when you heard him talking about how, you know, he contemplated retirement and the reason why he kind of kept it going and, and got back right was, you know, all the I things mean, that people hated him for? I mean, there's a couple points I'd like to make. Uh, one, you live by the dance, you die by the dance. Mm-hmm. You know, just like Pac said. You, you live by the year, year, you die by the year. So, you know, Pac said the same thing. You live by the gun, die by the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, Odell, you know, one is one of the most, if not the most colorful, uh, loudest, you know, unbashful player I've ever seen right. on a uniform. Right. And that's where the juice comes from for him. Now, I've never been a football player. I never will be a football player. I don't know a quarter of the work that it takes to, one, achieve that level of comp or to, to go to that level of competition. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what it's like. I never will. So – to rehabilitate yourself from an, a broken ankle. Mm-hmm. That's and your game a, is speed, too. Yeah, right? your game is reliant on your feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if he broke his hand, if he broke his finger, if he broke Shoulder, his Shoulder, any of shoulder, that type of like, stuff. Cool, like, I, it probably wouldn't be this big of an issue. But when you're reliant on your feet, when you're – These ankles of, and Achilles are like – Yeah, you're considered the fastest man on that field. Yeah. I can understand why he would look at retirement – with a different lens because mm-hmm. the work, the process, the rehabilitation to go into that is probably life changing. Yeah. And not even physically, just mentally, mentally going through that mentally doubting yourself. If you'll ever be that percentage of great. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you say, when he says like, yo, I contemplated that bro, I get it. Yeah. I wouldn't it's- call it selfish. I wouldn't call it, himself indulging in pity or depression. It's like, bro, that's hard to deal with. It's really hard. People, here's the thing. I feel like a lot of fans and a lot of people play way too much Madden in 2K and think once the 8 to 12 weeks is up and I could use you in the game again, you're all good. Like, these are real people. Like, these are people with, (laughs) like, emotions. And, you know, I've been injured before. I've played sports in my life, never to the level of LSU or the NFL or anything like that. But I know what it feels like to doubt yourself when, you know, everything up to that point, you know what I mean, you had no doubts about. You were always the fastest on the team. You always jumped the highest. You always scored the most points. You always then, that. I'll, I'll throw another. I'll throw another wrench into it. That's it. That's it. It almost comes down to, and I'm just not. I'm not saying that he's that type of person, but that's an, also an ego thing. When you're yeah. not on the field and you're not having your numbers shouted out and you're not having your name shouted out, you know, through the TV or in the in the, in the stadium or after the game or when you're out. And niggas just forget about you because you're mm-hmm. not playing at week one, week two, week three, week four, or you didn't catch a touchdown, or you didn't do the one-handed catch, or you're not burning, you know, a defensive end, or, you know, you're not doing those things that you're regularly known for. Right. And now you're just forgotten. That takes a toll on – that adds to your doubt. Yeah. That adds to your your chink of ego armor. Yeah. Like, and, it's and, like, it's, and it's crazy because it's like a lot of these players oh, – uh, Fast forward to now, where Odell had a kind of like a uh, 
you'd say like a, a below average season with the Cleveland Browns, right? He's already put it out there that the fans and the excitement and 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 the and the and the, the rock star appeal of that is what get, keeps him going. I got news for you, Low. When the Browns play, ain't gonna be no fans in that crowd. If they play, ain't gonna be no rock star appeal. Ain't gonna be no roar of the crowd. They might be. If like best case scenario, maybe it's like twenty percent filled. Maybe there's like. 3,000 players and that you fit into wherever stadium that the Browns hey, you're not that You're not that player yet to fill a 55,000-seat stadium. Yeah. So they're coming just for you. Yeah. Now, if, if Tom Brady went to the Browns, that's a different story. Like, Tom Brady's going to the Bucks. Mm. We're going to see a, a very significant change in attendance. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. I mean, I mean, just as far as like Corona is concerned, like oh, okay, I feel yeah, like yeah. I feel like when it comes to a guy like Odell, like what if, and and not not just Odell, like a lot of NFL players, a lot of these players, they have their reasons for for loving the game and playing the game, whether right. it's the the love of the game or or money or the fame. Like at least two out of those three is going to be significantly lower this this year, right? Like. Obviously. Obviously. It's going to affect a lot of players and their ability to be productive. Like if they don't have that roar of the crowd, that adrenaline, that third down, and and fucking everybody makes some noise and tapping on the ground. Like if they don't have that, like they, a lot of times they don't have that extra push. You know what I'm saying? Like that push that they even think they had. Like I've 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 been through that before. Like where you don't even think like you. Oh God, I need a Gatorade right now. I gotta sit. I gotta. No, and then you just find something. The crowd is going nuts or, like, the crowd is booing you or calling you, saying you ain't shit. Like, that little boost gets so many players. But I, I, think, with, I think with Odell, I think his combination for and, – and included in this whole pandemic, I think his combination of the love of the game and then his influence on younger players or just kids in general watching the game. Mm-hmm. I think those combined it will give him that boost, even if it's not 30, 40, 50,000 people screaming his name or yeah. in the stadium, period. Yeah. I think he has fa- – I think he's refound or rediscovered, uh, excuse me, his love of the culture of com- competing. Yeah. I think he's re- rediscovered his love of influencing these younger guys that are in these smaller cities and smaller states that are now realizing – I think all athletes are now rediscovering what – their initial love for sports is. I feel like that. I feel like tr- that's very true. That's extremely true. I right feel now. like that. I feel like a lot. I feel like these, uh, the basketball players are rediscovering that. I feel like football players will rediscover that when, whenever they do get back to, to, to playing. Yeah. I think that's, I think this is a very, very important time for these athletes to remember aside from the check, aside mm. from the love, aside from the endorsements, aside from the overall love that they get. I think now, we're going to see who's really in love with this game and who really needs this game for yeah. outer issues. Yeah, so I, I think- feel like Cam, Cam mentioned that on, on the interview. He was like, you know, it might have changed in the past year because you got Patrick Mahomes out there and Lamar Jackson yeah. or whatever. But, like, at one point, there was no more famous football player. I'm just <laughs> talking about famous. I'm not talking about productive or best. But there was no more famous football player in the world than Odell Beckham Jr. at one point. Everybody had the fucking Mohawks with the blondes, 
That yeah. fucking one-handed catch was everywhere. Yeah. He was the face of Nike. He was on yeah. doing Drake video. Like, yeah. no, like, he's a wide receiver. He was getting quarterback love. You know what I mean? And now he, and he gets paid like a quarterback, which mm-hmm. is rare. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's like, at this point, he, he signed a big contract with the Giants and he got traded to the Browns. And, you know, that as a team, that looks like, they underachieved last year, but if all things break even the way they're supposed to, just talent-wise, they should be much better. It would be a oh, yeah. damn shame if Odell doesn't return to his Giants form with Baker Mayfield, with Jarvis Landry, with that defense that was really good, with, I think, Kareem Hunt, who's over there now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Browns think this is, now, this is now the time. For every team to really lock in together, yeah, and to really have that moment of okay, here's why we're here, right? Here's why we do this. Here's where we get our love, our boost, our energy, our mental orgasm. This is why we do it. I'm just I'm, I'm trying to put it in ways that could slice through people who are trying to figure out what we're talking about. And this is like I think these, these are the times of where you can figure out where your love lies. What line are you, what side are you on? That, I, I, that's just, listen, you know I'm not the biggest sports guy and yeah. I'll never claim to be. Yeah. I'll, talk to you, I'll talk to you about music all day. But music and sports always are cohesive in Absolutely. conversation. Which is why I always like, which is why I always like kind of uh, the way my, my content has, has been crafted. I feel like right. music and sports have always been they very They will always be, you know, they will always marry. They will yeah. always marry. You will always find a point of marriage with these two entities. Yeah. And I think now, even with musicians, like going back to Wayne, I think now we're, he's rediscovering why he loves music, having the, uh, the ability to have these conversations, mm. the ability to reach out to these icons and these legends and these people, these pivot, these, these pinnacle people mm-hmm. in the industry, in, in the game, and why it's important to share these stories and why it's important to have these conversations. So having a conversation with Cam and Victor and who's the other guy? Uh, Todd Gurley. I think it's important to have these conversations with these guys who have that opinion, who have that voice, who have that, you know, natural instinct. Yeah, those guys, I mean, especially Cam Newton and Odell, and, and we'll, we'll touch on Cam in a little bit, and Victor Cruz. Right. These are guys that, transcended the league for you know a Quite number a of years like yeah. these are people you know the nfl has so many people in its league so many faceless people like dudes that you can go to a club and be uh, and see bouncers there that were offensive linemen for tom brady or something man. you'll never know them but mm-hmm. to break out in the nfl which is the ultimate team sport you have to be as something special. And a lot of, and what the one thing that all three of these guys have in common is the power of music. And, you know, when it comes to Odell, with Victor Cruz, yep. Todd Gurley, yep. Odell, uh, uh, did I say Odell already? Cam Newton. These are guys that are part of the culture. You know what I mean? Like, always will be. And, and always will be, man. Like, these are guys where it's like, yo, if you ain't getting shout out in a rap song, or you not, 
you see the Migos uh, on, on courtside or, or on the field, and you yeah. know, and they and they taking photos with you, you ain't dapping them up. They ain't doing they they charity games like you ain't in their videos. Like this is what it means to us, right? Like the NFL for for much of its existence has been a good old boys league. Like oh. it has been a league with you know. You can't even – and that is what – Cam Newton even signing to New England has always been interesting to everybody because it's such a clash. Oh, even me. Even it's me. It's such a clash of cultures because – Your cloth your cloth does not match their no. They gave Gronk shit. They gave Gronk shit, and Gronk is the partiest party animal that there was in the league. You know but they were saying? fine with that. But they, they, they were fine okay with that. With that. They, they were, were okay fine with that because they won and he was productive. And I guess at the end of the day, if you're fu- if, if you're productive and you win, people in Boston will forgive a lot. The, right? the, the, the criticism when you win is as silent as the G in lasagna. <laughs> Let me run that back like Dr. Hmm. Umar says. Oh, gosh. <laughs> when you win... The criticism is as silent as the oh god, another cool. <laughs> Let me give it to you one more time. <laughs> criticism when you win is as silent as the the, the G in lasagna. Let me tell if you something. Odell, if if Odell was winning, if Odell brought them two championships like uh, uh, Manning did, yeah, the dancing. The the fucking uh, let me tell you Richard, this the Richard Millie all he'd that be, would be, be on, he'd be on Dancing with the Stars go, he would what? be on the Home Shopping Network selling his own money Good Morning Millie. America he would be doing all this stuff but that's the importance of the culture okay yes that's the importance of the culture because we understand the importance of that stuff like even if you don't win and granted we love winners. You can't just be dancing and partying all the time and not winning and putting in work. Like, we understand Odell is a generational talent, a wide receiver. We understand we've never seen a quarterback like Cam Newton that has that big, that fast, that good, you know what I mean? That diverse. That diverse, you know what I mean? And when it comes to the culture, man, like, we embrace our own like nobody else. Right. Like, we embrace our own. Like, we embrace you more when the chips are down. We embrace you more when you're not winning because we love a comeback story. And that's why so many people are rooting for it. I am a diehard New York Jets fan. Right. New England Patriots are in my division. We got to see Cam twice a year for the foreseeable future. And at least for this season... I want to see him do work. I want to see him ball out. I want those people who passed on him because they either didn't like the way he acted, thought he danced to do the the Superman, doing all that, like whatever, the the, the post-game outfits. Everything that people don't like about Cam Newton is what New England sports fans don't like about athletes in general. There are two sides of America, like Meek said, right? There's two sides of America. Dallas Cowboys are America's team, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Now we have, for our America, we have America's players. Odell Beckham Jr. is our America's player. 
Right. Cam Newton is our America's player. Those are the guys that we look like, or we, we look like, mm-hmm. we sound mm-hmm. like, we dress like. We Lamar act Jackson. Like. Lamar Jackson. Florida, nigga. Number eight. <laughs> yeah. Number eight. That's Pat, what Pat, we look at. Deshaun Pat, Watson, oh, another one. Deshaun Watson. See, I was about to say Pat Mahoney's, but I was Pat like, Pat Mahomes hey, is on, he's on, he's on the, you know what, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is, he is, he's another Russell Wilson to me. Not in the sense that, like, he's – and I don't think Russell's corny, but people may look no. at him and, and – Yeah, of course, of course, of course. A sort of safeness with him. Like, right. he's not going to say the wrong thing. He's not no. going to be over there dancing, doing all – like, you ain't going to see him in videos doing, you're you not know, gonna whatever see him the, the hell. You're not going to see him at the, the, the championship bowl game and, and, you know, for NCAA, passing out money to his former right, team. Right, right. You're not going to see that. Okay, that's I'll, 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 I'll get right. Oh, that was wild for that. I'm going to give him that. He was wild. <laughs> but, that's, but that's my point, Cass. That is my exact point. Yeah. That is my exact point. That's what we would do. Like, imagine if me and you, right? right I'm yeah. gonna put a, I'm gonna put like, imagine if me and you went to Howard University, right? Okay. Me and you went to Howard University. We played on the Howard University. We played on the Bison basketball team, right? Mm-hmm. And while we were there, you know, they didn't do too well. We left five, six, seven, eight years later. These niggas are in the NCAA championship game. And they say, yo, these are two alumni that we revel, we love them. We want them at the NCAA championship game. Mm-hmm. Niggas win, these niggas take the chip. And now we're, we're big time athletes. We're, we're, we're who we are. And we know the little niggas that won the championship game. What and they're going to declare. What they're going to declare for the draft. They, but also, <laughs> what do you think we're going to do if we're in the locker room with them? Nigga, I'm passing out hookah. I'm passing out <laughs> money. I'm passing out bottles of Ace. That's going to be you out. this year, though. You know that, right? Oh, yes. Home yes. Got, my man is maker, 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 bro. Yeah, my man just declared to Howard. That's what I, I'm saying. I saw, I'll, 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 give you a little, I'll give you a little excitement for Maker Maker, right? Okay. Like, I, I, I called some of his games at the Nike Peace Jam in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I called him at the um, Slam Summer Classic last year. Got to hang out with that dude. He's a pro. He is a guy with, in all other circumstances, he can he can either would have been at like a Duke or a North Carolina or a Kentucky, right. like five star can handle the rock, seven foot right. one could shoot it. Like reminds me a lot of like, mm, like Porzingis. You know what okay. I mean? Like uh, same uh, exact sort of game, but just young. Well, what about homeboy from uh from from the Mavericks? Uh, uh number seventy, I think number seventy one was Luca. Yeah, Luca. Luca Doncic. Yeah, he's he's bigger than Luca. Like okay. like okay. Luca's okay. about like six 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 seven, I think. It's like okay. seven six eight. Uh, Maker and and Porzingis are both like seven two. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like the would fact that y'all got Hakeem? him, huh? Would you would you compare him to Hakeem? Uh, I would say he's a little bit more perimeter oriented. You know what okay. I mean? Like he's a guy where he could he could bang down low, yeah. but you know he's some, he'll he'll bring. Reminds well, me a little had, bit of of, of Hakeem Carl Hakeem Anthony Towns. Hakeem had that fifteen, you know, sixteen range. Right. Hakeem's one had. of those guys where it's like if he was in the league now, you'd see him shooting threes. You'd see him crossing people up. You'd see him doing a lot of stuff that, like, Carl Anthony Towns does or Porzingis or does or Giannis even. Giannis, but, Giannis, like, yeah, Giannis. even Giannis is, you know, he, he's starting to shoot threes now. But, like, 
Maker's got Maker's got a gun on him. You should be really excited about him. He's good enough. No, I wouldn't know when I know when I saw that announcement. When I saw like you know the hysteria around it, I wasn't yeah. one proud that you know he designated some, himself to an HBCU. Period. Not just Howard because yeah. I'm alumni, but that's that's a stepping stone, and that's you know another thing about the whole civil rights thing, just leading. Yeah, leading yeah. people into. He's and it and the blueprint's already there because he's good enough to take that team to the North to to NCAA tournament by himself. Yeah, even if the I think the one like three games last year, whatever. Like he the day he signed to Howard, he was the best player in that entire conference. So they're going to the NCAA tournament, like without yeah, question. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the blueprint and the the kind of the kind of carpet that he's rolling out. For a guy like Mikey Williams, who's a sophomore right now, probably outside of Amani Bates, the most popular, best underclassman in the entire nation, who's already made it clear, like, I'm going to an HBCU. Like, right. he's in the eighth grade, this kid was getting uh, Duke offers, North Carolina, like, every major program, like, if you've seen this Reddit, kid, his, his Instagram, his Instagram is at Mikey M I K E Y. Drake follows him, like all these. He's, he's super popular. He's gonna be the guy. Like Maker Maker was kind of like a a. He already declared himself going to an HBCU. He already said his parents went to Hampton. Uh, I think his parents met at a, at a HBCU as well. But I know his mom played softball at Hampton for a fact. And uh, he is a, he's the guy that not only is he good because Maker is good. Right. But Mikey's got like, Just there's a there. handful of people that are out there that are like, oh, this guy's gonna sell sneakers. This guy's gonna be the face of Nike or Adidas. Right, this right, guy's right. gonna be like a Derrick Rose or a Dame Lillard or a right. a, a a a Kyrie he's Irving. He's that, that that type of caliber of a girl. Yes, 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 yes. If he if he continues the trend, I mean, obviously a lot of things could happen between now and and in the next three years as far as like injuries or growth or whatever. But the way he's trending. He's going to be like a game-changing type of guard, and especially if he goes to an HBCU. Like, that's going to be he, – he's already one of the most famous high school players in the world. And if he does what he's already said that he's going to do, man, our homecoming is going to look a lot different in the next listen, four or five listen, 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 HBCUs are a very beautiful place to go. I'm not going to try to infiltrate my opinion because I went there for three and a half to four years. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Morgan State. Shout out to Howard University. But it's a culture shock. It's a culture reinvention. Trust me. If y'all niggas, if, if, you know, this is a very big sports platform, but if any of y'all high school profile, big players, big names are watching, take your time just to visit an HBCU, not Hampton. Oh, yeah. Oh, we don't yeah. bang with we don't bang with Hampton over here, but you know. <laughs> but that, yo, honestly, I'm telling you, that's always been the thing. Like, if I myself, I I didn't see. I saw. I went to Howard Homecoming my senior year of high school, but I had already declared uh, where I was playing ball at. Right. If Howard would have offered me. I would have went. Like no questions asked. <laughs> like if if Howard would offered me, I would have went because I had a, I'd, I'd seen the campus and a lot of these big time players. They don't. They don't go. They don't go and see these camps. They don't see how beautiful it is to go on campus and see people sold. like yourself. It's not sold to them, sold to them because yeah. a lot of these players, uh, unfortunately, come from a position of, I won't say poverty because that's, you know, it's a little harsh, but, mm -hmm. you know, 
the resources and right. the capabilities right. to better yourself aren't highlighted in those institutions. And I understand that and I get it, but throughout the years, they will give you betterment in personal life. They will give you yeah. betterment in professional life and they will give you betterment just knowing where you come from and what you are and what you're about and what you can become. And, that's and on top why. of that, man, the fight's been fixed a lot. Like a lot of these proud white, insti- yeah, predominantly no. white institutions, their endowment, like guys like Kentucky, hard, we get guys it. like uh, guys like Kentucky or guys like like Carolina. Like when you got alumni like Michael Jordan and like what can you do like as an athlete? I, 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 I get it. I get what it. I get it, bro. I get it's it. Like I said, kids. It's on the, the kids to be able to be like, yo, like this is what we I want to do. We can, and and we can take care of you. Right. We can do these things for you. We can help your family. We can help your what? We can help your well and down. Like we can change your life. Mm. And as a kid that comes from, you know, one of these, you know, poverty stricken cities and, you know, these states that don't allow you to ex- or to explore your resources and what you can do. I, I get it. I understand it. I never blame any of these kids that come from these cities and go to a Duke or Michigan State or, you know, wherever the case is. I get it, bro. Like, I'm not I'm not judging. I'm not mad at it. But when mm. it comes to the inside perspective of a black young black man these hbcus do wonderful wonders for you when you're there and after you're there the legacy is is a thing that's very important i really wish i went to an hbcu i really do like i I mean granted i I, I love i love the school i went to i feel like you know if it wasn't for the path i took i don't think i'd be where i am in my career but i really had had I got like a magic senzu bean and could go back and I had the pleasure going to two. I had the pleasure going to two and I would not change my my journey, my path for, for anything in the world. Mm. I think so. All right, Lowski. Uh this is fun. Are you comfortable? Is this is I yo, bro, I'm I'm chilling. Are you I'm enjoying chilling. this? Yeah, I'm chilling. Like, you All get right. me out of my comfort zone. You had me talking about college basketball. You had me talking about the NFL. <laughs> you had me talking about fucking the bubble. Yeah. The bubble struggle.com should be a thing. The bubble struggle.com should be a thing. That's going to be that's gonna be our weekly our weekly segment. The bubble this struggle. Week in the bubble right. struggle. <laughs> this week in the bubble struggle. All right, I'm with that. I'll do my All research right. next time and make sure I'm good on it. We're, we're doing this safely, social distance, but, like, in the next yeah. week, couple weeks, we're going to start really – turning this up we're gonna we're gonna shoot in the same place we're gonna yeah. really you know everybody who supported say less from quarantine on um from from you know doing everyday episodes to having these special guests like you know the journey we've been on together mm-hmm. for the past three or four months and yeah. everybody who supported thank you so much shout out to yeah. truly hard seltzer today's sponsor man 13 flavors go to truly check it out or just cop it wherever you get any of your beverages but make sure you drink responsibly um it's this is i'm really happy lowe's doing this with me man i honestly didn't think (laughs) i honestly didn't think he would do it like i honestly thought like you know things we're we're both very busy guys but uh 
I feel uh, like this I mean, is why not? Why not? I mean, bro, you called me. You was like, "Yo, uh, so you want to do one a day?" I'm like, "Cas, come on." <laughs> so here's the thing: tomorrow on tomorrow's show, uh, supposed to have uh, well today's show, I guess, supposed to have Ike Taylor, former Pittsburgh Steeler. He called uh, last minute, and you know he had to 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 reschedule. And I was gonna wait to get low. We're I was gonna wait and start on a fresh week with low key, and just like, all right, you know what? We're gonna give you some time and get you. Get you warmed up. I'm not just gonna throw you out there, but I didn't want to go three days without an episode. So I'm just like, you know what? You know, the nigga threw me in the fucking pot because he didn't want to have <laughs> a day without a podcast. He was like, "You want to shoot today?" I'm like, "Cas, bro, I'm, I'm about to go out with my lady in about an hour." He was like, "Well, can you shoot?" I'm like, "Nigga right, <laughs> didn't ask you like, so how's your day? Where you going? Like, what you doing? Like." Can you shoot? I'm like, all right. Let me. Let me pop you know, it's gonna be like that though, because because our ladies, no, I get it, very, I get it. Our ladies are intertwined, so I'll know your schedule even if you're lying. Bro, I, I get it. I get it. I ain't mad. <laughs> I, I, I I had a great time. I felt like I was well versed enough to, and this is without this is without preparation. I just happened so no to watch prep. the Odell shit. No I just prep. happened to watch the Odell shit. I just happened to be keeping up with the bubble struggle, so I was pretty good, bro. I think I. You've been you your 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 voice in this culture. Everybody knows it, man. For for folks that just for folks that just listen to me and and don't know the length of what low key means to this culture of music or or hip hop or if you've listened to any sort of rap music since two thousand and eight or two thousand and seven, <laughs> you, you, uh, you you got a lot to thank. You, you got a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. on this on this show now and i'm so glad he's doing it he's also one of my best friends in the entire world low-key welcome to say less motherfucker and one time <laughs> one time for the civil rights <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all this is a wrap this has been uh say less shout out to my guy jake seltzer for producing emilio sparks black gold the uh yeah. e-music kirsch music uh shout out to whistle sports brother uh, everybody who helps make this show happen each and every week, make sure you subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend, rate, comment. All these things mean a lot as far as rankings, as far as sponsorships, because if yeah. you like this show and you want to keep it going, you got to yeah. tell people about it. You got to rate it. You got to send it. You got to share it. Tell yeah. a guy, word of mouth, doesn't matter. But appreciate you guys as always. Wait, when's the next episode? Uh, what, bro, Tomorrow. <laughs> no, like, when do we do, when we record another one? When do we record? We'll, we'll talk afterwards, or we'll talk afterwards. We'll, we'll I just start. want to say because something crazy happened on Monday. That's I just wanted to give that on Monday. Something I think Charlemagne just texted me about it. Something happened on July twentieth. Just you know, something's happening on July twentieth. Does you know, it start you know, with? Does it start with the? Uh... What is? Yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my Apple Music family. Shout yeah, out hey. Apple Music all day. Shout out to the verses. Yeah, I mean. What's up, dogs? We going to do that. Dogs. The verses the combos is going to step up now, man. It's gonna oh, be, buddy. It's One time for fun. the dogs, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Lowski, love you, bro. Catch you in the yes, back. Thank Everybody. you, brother. Love you, man. Take Thank it you, easy, man. Follow him on Twitter, Instagram at lowkey, L-O-W-K-E-Y-U-H-T-N. Follow yeah. Say with Kaz on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kazim. Follow Wilson yeah. Sports, brother, wherever it is. It's your boy Kaz signing off. Take it easy. Stay free. Stay safe. And as always, 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 say less. Peace.